Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So when you tell yourself, I'm not loved, I cannot overcome that addiction, I am nothing, I have no value, or you stare in the mirror and you say, I am ugly, or you think to yourself, I'm a failure, I'm so stupid, whose thoughts are these? Who's doing the talking? Well, can I say this? It's not God. It's not the Holy Spirit. These are all lies that come directly from Satan. Satan himself will tell us lies. He will plant thoughts lies into our minds, and if we're not careful, we will begin to believe these uh, thoughts that are planted in our mind, and then our actions will follow suit with that. So that's why we want to talk today on our episode of Get Out of Your Own Head. We've been navigating through the topic, really, of discovering the real you. We've looked at the fact that you are created as a masterpiece. Uh, We've gone from there to talk about our identity, talk about our purpose, our kingdom purpose, how our identity and our purpose cannot be tied together because we can find ourselves in an identity crisis really quick if we tie our identity to what we do. And so we saw how those are separated. They're distinct from one another. And as we kind of wrap this up with one or two more studies here, we want to think about this idea of how Satan plants thoughts in our minds. Uh, I've thought about that often over my Christian life, about the power that Satan has to influence people and how he does that. You know, we'll say, well, Satan put that there. Satan made me think that. And, you know, you kind of wonder, is that really true? How much power does Satan have? And as we look through Scripture, we do see that Satan has the power to influence our thoughts, to influence our actions. I mean, ultimately, we're making the decision when we act on that. It's us. We can't use Satan as a scapegoat. But I want to go through and really look at Scripture and really examine what power does Satan have in our lives. And as we look at this, we understand Satan implants the thoughts And Satan does this, he plants lies in our minds. We can go through numerous passages, but just a couple. Uh, Back in the Old Testament, David was uh, getting ready for battle, and uh, God told him not to number the men, the people of Israel. And the Bible tells us, and Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. And so it is Satan that did what? That put something in his mind that caused David the desire to number Israel. That word provoke means to persuade, to entice. It means to incite people to evil. And so here, Satan had the power to provoke David. And we saw as he put this thought in his mind or thoughts or used other people to to influence uh, David, regardless, he has to put these thoughts in people's minds. And David acted on that. David uh, reacted to that. Then in John chapter 13, verse 2, we see Judas Iscariot. We see him there with uh, Jesus. And it said this, And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. 
And so here we understand Satan literally put it in his heart. It was Satan that moved Judas to do what Judas did. And it literally means to put into the heart, means to throw into. Ephesians 6.16 talks about us having the shield of faith wherewith we shall be able to quench all the, watch this, fiery darts of the wicked. And so Satan and his cohorts possess a lot of power and a lot of ability to influence our thoughts. Another passage is in Acts chapter 5 verse 3. It says, and Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? If you're not familiar with the passage, uh, they sold some property because everybody was doing it and giving it to the church. Well, they did it, but they kept back part of the money and put it to the side and acted like they had given all the money over to the church. And when Peter calls Ananias and Sapphira out, he said it this way, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? So Satan tempted and they continuously allow Satan to tempt and influence their li- influence them with lies. One more passage is Matthew sixteen twenty two, and uh, it's when Peter's responding to Jesus, and Jesus saying, "Look, I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to be uh, put on the cross, and I'm going to die. I'm going to give my life as a sacrifice." But Peter and the disciples didn't understand at this point, and it says this as, as Jesus was responding that way. Then Peter took him, speaking of Jesus, and began to rebuke him, saying, "Be it far from thee, Lord. This shall not be unto thee." But he turned, speaking of Jesus, and said unto Peter, watch this, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. So why on earth did Jesus, that's always perplexed me, why he responded to Peter that he was Satan? Why is that? Because the words came from Peter, but the thoughts came from Satan. You see, it was Peter that was speaking, but the thoughts that Peter spoke came from lies that Satan planted in the mind of Peter. And so when Satan gets into our minds, he also gets into our actions. And we could look at Job and how Satan influenced the uh, Sabaeans and the Chaldeans to rob his business and to murder his employees. But the bottom line is this. In each passage, Satan planted the thought and each person acted upon that thought. And so Satan has the power to influence your heart, my heart, your thoughts, and my thoughts. How does he do that? Well, he can use other people. He can use past trauma. He can use media, what we see, what we listen to, what we're exposed to. He can use negative life experiences, past mistakes. There's so many things that he can use uh, to accomplish his will. Uh, But there is a power that he possesses to influence our thoughts, You know, our mind can begin to run rampant, and our mind can begin to think about things. And so he does this to influence people to follow him, to do his work and do his will in in contrast to God's. He will do this to cause you and I to have a low self-esteem about ourselves, telling us lies about who we are as a person, to have a victim mentality to always play it off on somebody else's fault, to feel we're helpless, we're unforgivable, to live life full of shame. That is what Satan can do, and that we are guilt-ridden for our past mistakes, and we cannot be forgiven. So what Satan does is he plants these thoughts in our mind. He is building a fortress in our mind. So he uses the lies planted in our mind to build a fortress. When you think about a fortress, what comes to your mind? 
Typically, you think of maybe some stone-type castle that has walls all around it with maybe a big, giant door that has chains that would allow it to open or close. Uh, It has massive stone walls that make it what? Impenetrable. It makes it where you cannot get in unless you're allowed in. And so Satan builds these fortresses or these strongholds in your, your mind, in my mind, to then launch further attacks on our mind. He also uses these fortresses to repel our attempts to dislodge them. And so Satan seeks to capture and influence your thoughts because they can trigger your emotions, which will trigger your actions. And so Satan implants the thoughts. But then secondly, think about this, self-defeating cycles speak lies. What do I mean by these self-defeating cycles? What it is, we get on the cycle and we don't stop. We have to jump off. You see, you are what you think. What we think, we begin to believe. These become the mental strongholds because we are what we think. We begin to believe. So if you're telling yourself lies long enough, you're going to begin to believe those lies. You see, mental strongholds are so powerful because they become so entrenched in our minds. Tony Evans said it this way. They can then become a self-fulfilling prophecy or cyclical as your actions then validate your thoughts, which then lead to more thoughts of the same kind. So it's a cycle we must break or it will defeat us. What do I mean? You see, Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So not only you are what you think, but you do what you believe. And so what I mean by this is we will act according to what we believe about ourselves who we believe we are. So if you keep telling yourself or I keep telling myself I am nobody, you're going to begin to believe you're nobody and your actions are going to follow suit. You're going to begin to have low self-esteem, low value of yourself. Your shoulders are going to shrink. Your head's going to lower. If you tell yourself I hate myself, your actions are going to follow. If you say I'm not valued, I have no worth, your actions are going to follow suit with the value that you think you possess as a person and towards other people. If you keep telling yourself, I cannot stop that sin or that addiction, then guess what? You're going to believe what you tell yourself, and you're going to continue in that sin or that addiction. One of the greatest ways to break free from addiction is to remove the lies, to get out of your own head and stop believing the lies that you cannot get out of it. Because if you keep telling yourself, I can't stop drinking, I can't stop uh, smoking pot or or snorting cocaine or shooting up, if I can't tell myself I, I can't stop watching the porn, I can't stop having sex, if I can't stop eating, lying, whatever you keep telling yourself, then you're going to believe it. You have to understand these cycles speak lies and they're self-defeating. They constantly beat ourselves up. We are what we think. We do what we believe. And as Satan implants the lies in our mind, that's where the problem is. You begin to think you are a lie. You begin to act on that lie and your behavior follows suit. You say, I can't do this. I can't be forgiven. My past will always define me. Then you're going to believe that. And your actions are going to follow suit. You see, we will then begin to believe these things are true about ourselves and our actions will follow our belief. And that's why this cycle can be so dangerous. So how do we get off this self-defeating cycle? Well, it's this. is speak truth to yourself. And that's what I mean when I say get out of your own head. Take your thoughts captive. The key to overcome Satan's mental attacks is to take your thoughts captive, or as I say, to get out of your own head. I don't know about you, but my mind runs rampant, and sometimes I wish it would just stop, but it's constantly going, and so many times it's lies that I'm telling myself about who I am, what I cannot do, uh, my success versus my failure, um, 
All these things we begin to tell ourselves and we begin to believe it. And the more we listen to it in our head and not intentionally stop it, the more we'll let it go. It builds a fortress. It gets entrenched. It's a stronghold in our mind. And then we begin to believe this, the lie about ourselves. And so what do we do? We have to take our thoughts captive. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And so you and I have to take our thoughts captive. Sometimes I just have to tell my mind to shut up, stop. That's not true because guess what? I don't know about you, but my mind would begin to tell me so many lies about my identity, about who I am, about my value, about uh, my success, my failure, my past, all these things. And my mind runs rampant. And this passage is telling us to know, stop, tell your mind to shut up and bring it into captivity. And we bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? We speak truth to ourselves. Stop believing the lies and speak truth back to yourself. Because when you're hearing these things, uh, you're ugly, you're stupid, you're, uh, you're a failure, you're, uh, or on the flip side of it, we can go the other way, that I'm all that, I'm the best thing that's ever been, I am, uh, and the pride creeps in, that's just as bad as the other side of it. We must speak truth to ourselves. So how do we do this? Well, one, we use the word of God to speak truth to ourselves, and we identify Jesus's thoughts on the matter. What, just kind of like the bracelet, WWJD, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus think about this matter? And we identify what scripture says about who we are. You are loved. Quit telling yourself you're not loved. Quit telling yourself you're ugly and you have imperfections because you've been created as a masterpiece. Ephesians 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 10. Quit believing the lies that you're a failure and your past is always going to define you. Go to Scripture and see what Jesus says about it. Align your thinking with his thinking. Speak truth back to yourself to silence the lies. Understand what the truth is about what the lie you're telling yourself is and speak that truth back to you. Because guess what? John 8.32 says, It is the truth that will set you free. As you speak truth back to yourself, you will set yourself free from the lies that Satan is telling you. So get out of your own head and speak truth to yourself. Get out of your own head and get truth into your mind. Stop listening to the lies and start listening to the truth. Hebrews 4.12 is a familiar passage that we use often with, uh, with witnessing. Now, the word of God can convict someone, but as a believer, listen to this passage. It says, for the word of God is quick. It means it's alive. Uh, it's not just letters on a page. There's, the, there's Jesus behind it. It's alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the what? Thoughts and intents of the heart. So it is the word of God that can get into the deepest part of your soul. Get into the deepest part of your mind. It is the word of God that will speak truth. It's the word of God that will heal. It's the word of God that sets free. It's the word of God that will remove the fortresses in your mind. I know it's cliche. Oh, we need to read my Bible. We just need to take God's word and the truth of it and remember that truth. Meditate on that truth. Memorize that truth and speak that truth back to ourselves. And so get out of your own head as you think about the lies that you've been believing today, that you've been believing last week. Get out of your own head and speak truth back to yourself. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.